day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. From the front time. As the stinger says, this is Blade Job, episode 30, the Dirty 30s. Yeah. We fucking made it. We made it to Dirty 30s. By the way, my name is Steve, with here with Eric Marshak. That's me. I figured I'd finally get the freaking names out of the way immediately. Yeah. And while I'm remembering things, I just, what did I drink before? So, oh, yeah, you got to get your beer in. I got to get my beer in. So, Arbor Brewing Company in Ann Arbor, Michigan, not far from us. American IPA. Beer or Buzzsaw Ale, uh, pretty good. Now I'm send drinking. the check, Arbor Brewing. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm drinking Elise, Elysian, Elysian, the Immortal IPA. Badass. That's actually a really badass name. It's a it's an IPA. It's an IPA. I've had Elysian. I've been to the brewery in Seattle. I just want to go to Seattle. If you're a Seattle listener and you want to buy us tickets to fly out there, we'll do a live show there. Yeah, we'll do a live show. Just you know, we'll come. We'll do it in your apartment. Um, do I even do you even want do I even want to tell the audience what I'm drinking or does it like no he's drinking just no it's PBR anyway but it's a tall PBR that's even worse that means it's more PBR yeah all right well fair enough anyway no wrestling today Eric well this might be some wrestling news but sure no we're not we're not doing our our blade job essential match matches this week that's right we're going back to the to the movies we're doing the blade job essential movie because we like some uh what do you call that? Oh, so you spilling? You really spilling beer? How many? What is this for you? The okay. Anyway, well he's cleaning himself. Continue on. I'm well he's cl- cleaning himself like a child. Uh, we are. We like to have some variety. AKA we never know what the hell's gonna happen next. Very exciting. I think it's unprofessional to be uh, to be wow organized for a podcast. It's more fun to be you know off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like we're gonna we do like. We, pe- people know we've covered movies in the past this isn't our first time covering a movie you might even say that this is kind of like our roots this is our roots the the wrestling episodes are actually quite new but they're quite popular thank you for all, we have some maybe new listeners thanks for listening this is a taste of what we used to do and is available in the archives for sure and it would be nice if we got some reviews while you're looking up those old archived episodes on itunes stitcher uh spotify we're everywhere anywhere you get your podcast i prefer overcast as my Whoa. personal uh client of uh, my you know my podcast client any pod or overcast listeners uh, what up okay. anyway eric what are we going to be talking about that's not wrestling today besides well you know, like the main topic the what we're talking about is Maybe one of the best cult summer camp movies of all time, The Burning. Uh, one of, definitely my favorite camp-related slasher movie. <laughs> there's quite a few, not just Friday the Thirteenth. You know, there's like Sleepaway Camp and never seen it. Um, I mean, I know about that. I know, you know the twist yeah. and all that. So whatever. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, movie. there's a lot of it, it, this one. Was, this one holds up though. And it's a, you know, it's a Savini vehicle. My first viewing, though. I should mention that. Yeah, Steve's first viewing. My uh, many, manyth. In fact, even on Blu-ray, which is really nice, because we're used to watching some yeah. of our movies on pretty shit gorilla yeah. quality there, so. It'd be cool to, ha- like, track down, like, a tape copy of this, though. If you know of any tape copy leads, send it to us. Let us know. Yeah, we'll get into some of the tapes. 
tape updates. So yeah, as, as is kind of updates. the norm for our, this show, we're going to be doing some recent updates on movies and TV shows we watch, purchases, that kind of some news, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, a blade jobber of the week, kind of a last uh, minute edition. We'll yeah, get to we that. got some blade. Yeah, we got a blade jobber of the week. It's a little, it's a little sad this week, but we'll get to it. We'll get to that. Breaking news today. Um, but before we get to all that, Eric. Yes. We have a special event coming up. Yeah, we got a little a blade job first. Eric, do you want to talk about this? Very excited for this. So, I was invited earlier this year to judge a little dandy called Troma Dance Film Fest, um, where essentially a Troma affiliate group in Detroit puts on a free film fest. Um, it's taking place in Hamtramck this year. And they asked me to judge some of the movies. And once I got in and started talking to the guys, they said, hey, we have a podcast hour. So, August 24th, Saturday, Ghostlight, Ghostlight, that's Ghostlight Bar in Hamtramck. The which first is, ever is, uh, Blade Job Live show. Blade Job Live will show. Will be taking place. Finally, just over a year after our inception. Yeah, we're really our, growing up. The reboot. Um, first live show. We're not going to reveal. T- we'll, re- we'll reveal some more details in the weeks to come. Not because we're like trying to be secretive, but because we don't know the No, yeah, there's yet. some <laughs> stuff that needs to be hashed out still. Um, the we're format of the show, we we're also might do something a little special for. We need to get some details hashed out with the group. But either way... If you're a Detroit listener, come say hi. You know, we're going to be drinking some beers in a bar and doing this. I'll be sweating, I guarantee it. No, it's air-conditioned, kind of. That doesn't matter. If I drink enough beer, I'm going to start sweating. Okay. So That's the thing. <laughs> so, the Blade Job Troma Dance Live Show will so, be on August 24th. That's a Saturday. Um, it'll most likely be during the day. You know, it'll be before uh, 8 o'clock at night so We're, apparently we might be kind of kicking it off we might be tentatively, kicking it off tentatively we might be the first act of the day getting getting everyone's feet wet you know what they say first the worst so i'm pretty excited about that one yeah. don't expect any merch yet sorry we don't have any merch no yet. that we'll save that for maybe like maybe a, next troll maybe we do like a thanksgiving uh we'll do, we'll do a thanksgiving blood rage reunion show Ugh. somewhere we'll, we'll have a nice thanksgiving dinner and we'll we, we we need to get some merch though. If you're a if you're a graphic designer or like an artist, reach out to us because we're we there's a there, like this is such an untapped market of horror wrestling crossover, and we need somebody who can like you know put some pieces together for us. I was doing the shirts are endless for sure. Well, yeah, the merch is yeah un- unparalleled merch opportunities. Um, yeah. I was on Reddit doing some marketing for this uh, as I'm one to do. As someone told me that, that he he recommends that we split up the wrestling and the movies into two different podcasts, and I was like, I didn't fucking ask for your. Uh, well, he can go fuck yeah, himself. I was like, I didn't ask for your opinion. Because the point of the show is the the, the crossover fan. Yeah, you I know. Mean, see, because this podcast is for a niche audience, and that means that if you're a, if you're part of this audience, you are loved, man. Mm-hmm. You and, are a you know, niche person. Hopefully, we're bringing exposure to maybe people who just like horror. And they're getting a little wrestling knowledge. And people who just like wrestling who are getting a little horror knowledge. Well, I'll tell you what. You I know? mean, I've seen movies I've never heard of, and now I know what a strap match is. So. Exactly. So, you know, that's the point of the Blade Job Essential Matches. We're trying to teach teach you some some things. And it is very exciting. I mean, even if, if, if we don't have any listeners, you know, if they're at the event, you know, it'll be a nice way to make some new visitors. There will be people listeners. there that will have to listen to us. So. That's good. Well, yeah, I mean, I, my plan is to lock the door and set yeah. fire to the whole place, you know, 
Glorious Bastard style. So stay tuned for more details. This Very is just exciting. the initial announcement. We're in for the 24th. Hope to see some some of you there. Um, it'll be fun. I mean, I hope to see all of you there, but hope that's to see all of you not there. quite really feasible. But if you if you live like in like L.A., buy a plane ticket. Yeah. Detroit has a great airport. You can stay Fly at over. my house if you come from L.A. It's nice. It's I a nice care. place. I don't care. And you know what? Mine's a bit, a bit more of a drive. You can you can crash at my... We both live alone, so it's kind of nice. We yeah. can house... Uh, as long as you make me dinner, that's all I want. All right. Bring so food. that's our that's our big announcement. Um, very, very excited about coming that. Coming up in, a, in about a month from now. So let's that'll talk, be fun. Let's talk about some recent updates. Let's... Yeah, let's talk about it. You Eric... Already, yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you want to kick us off here? With yeah, the well, and TV shows I, was gonna, and I mean, I wanted to kind of preface this by saying, you know, like I said, I've been judging for this Troma Dance Film Fest, so I have, like, had zero time to watch movies other than what I've been judging, <laughs> which is mainly shorts, but still, there's, like, you know, 70 hours worth of shit I've been had to watch. Anywho, somehow, I squeezed in... Um, I went back and I was I rewatched Stranger Things season two because I know the new season came out. I've seen it season one, and I went back and rewatched season two. Holds up, I enjoyed it. Re- I enjoyed it for a second time. Um, Have you, you seen never season saw three it. yet? No, I was. I wanted to kind of go Got through it. season Refresher. two. I hear it's very good. Yeah, it's very bingeable. You can get through it in like a long day if you really want to truck through. I'm not going to. Um, rewatched Evil Dead original it's great obviously um, what i feel like i, I mean just, I, I don't go ahead have you ever seen uh ash versus the evil dead yeah it's pretty good yeah it is good because other than that like i really need Raimi to get behind the camera again i mean um, the last movie he made was it was uh what does it called drag me to hell in 09 he did god's the great and powerful too he didn't do that i believe he did he didn't direct oz the great and powerful Okay. I guarantee he didn't direct that. Okay. He, produ- he may have produced it. Let me look, okay. look this up. Okay, no, it's fine. I don't. I believe. He, I don't believe that Drag Me to Hell is the last movie he did, though. Uh, but um, oh my god, he did do Oz the Great and Powerful. Get Steve. You're supposed to be the movie expert here. Now I'm clapping on you. Oh uh, man. Um. Anyway, well, that's all today, folks. Anyway, Evil Dead, Stranger oh, Things two. Shit. Also rewatched the Burbs. Uh, fucking great family comedy horror. I don't know. I had a really light week. I've been like I said, I've been just cranking through shorts for like for it feels like a month now, but it's really only been since we recorded last. Were you wearing shorts when you? I had to. Nice. It's hot. It's hot as shit here. But you were in the Midwest. It's, it's not as hot as wave. the old the last episode. That was hot. That yeah, was awful. All right. So what do you what do you been what do you before been I get to? to that breaking news? Sam Raimi is in is in pre production for he's directing the King Killer Chronicles. Do you know what that is? I'll no. tell you. I'll tell you because I know what it is. It is a fantasy series from Patrick Rothfuss. Hmm. I've read the first book. Okay. So I actually have a, some skin in this game here. Um, although, unfortunately, he wrote the second book, The, uh, the Wise Man's Fear. I haven't read that. And then he's been, writing, he's been trying to write the third book, The Doors of Stone, for about, what, ten years now? You know how you'll get me to get by into the MCU? Mm-hmm. Give Sam Raimi a movie. Well, here he that did man Spider-Man. Made my favorite did... superhero movie ever. He did two Spider-Man, Spider-Man two. movies already, man. I know, and no move, no one, none of these bullshit Marvel movies have been as good as Spider-Man two. So, uh, well, that's well, we'll we'll get to that actually. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so my movies. T- so 
as always, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of shit at home. I do a lot of TV shows, but nothing like the horror related. So to keep it horror related, so this is more of a rental, as I'm known to do. Mm. The movie of the week in iTunes for a dollar yeah. is Overlord. Did you ever you ever hear of Overlord mm. from last year? Yeah, no the, one did. No one is saw it. With the the trenches. It's like a World War II zombie movie. Yeah. So is I rented it, I, that. I think I. There was a what was the one that was like trench something. Am yeah. I getting these confused? There was another like war, like war, like recently horror movie. Yeah, from last year. It's like Trench Eleven or something. Oh, Trench Seventeen or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was really that not was good. Eric mentioned that. Not Eric. Fucking Ryan uh, mentioned that to us. I'm Eric. No, You're yeah, Eric. it was it wasn't so good. It looked like the CGI was so bad. It looks like they literally like shot the whole thing in like one like weird set. It was weird. I believe it. I didn't like it. Anyway, Overlord pretty much kicked ass. Like, yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't go in expecting these masterpieces, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's gory as shit. I'd probably like it. I think you would like it a lot. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's it doesn't take itself too seriously. You know, I'm I, don't, into it. I don't need to go in and analyze it, but you know, it's is it like serious though? It's not like a comedy. No, it's not a comedy at all. It's, I mean, okay. it doesn't take itself seriously, but it's not a comedy. You know, it's an right, action like, movie. I, like, I was thinking like um like zombie like shit like that. I was thinking like Dead Snow. Right, which is actually more of a comedy, but Dead Snow, it's still pretty good. The, the second movie that kicks ass was Dead Snow. Was it Red versus Dead or something? Yeah, the movie kicks Those ass. Those are pretty fun. Movie fucking slaps. Anyway, um, and I just noticed that some other like you know ninety nine cent rentals this week are Blade Trinity, which kicks ass. It does. Um, um is that uh, Blade Trinity? That's the one with like Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah, and, and I believe Triple H. Yeah. So, and then also you know. Dawn of the Dead um, Ooh. is also a dollar on there. So I thought, I thought that'd be fun to mention. So, uh, other than that, I didn't really watch. You know, I do a lot of TV shows these days, and by that I mean, you know, I watch episode one through three and then give up and then move on to the next one. Well, I you no, know, I I just, I I just put a, I included a TV show. I included Stranger Things. That's true. I mean, I don't watch anything horror related. But although, well, I would like to finally finish um, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, you sh- you definitely should. I would also it, it actually like, ends pretty strong. I'd also like to finish uh, Castle Rock on Hulu because I'm in love with Jane Levy. So um, purchases. I mean, we we kind of talked about this before we went on the air. It's very exciting. You got a you got honestly. I don't. I cannot imagine. Whoa. Two like better rare finds that you've done. Let's talk about that real yeah. quick. Well, not really. I had a, a so I went to uh, shout out to. Uh, mysterious film cabal of detroit don't know if you're a listener uh send us a message if you are love to talk to you collab at some point maybe um they put on this festival every year planet of the tapes um pretty fun festival of uh uh, tape swap uh vhs centric art Um, there's some vinyl there um, but yeah, I've gone the past couple of years. Um, there's always like too much shit to buy, but I got some good scores this year and I, I really wanted to not spend that much money and I ended up only spending like 30 bucks, which is good. Could have spent a lot fucking more, but we'll start with like a pretty, I'm not gonna say it's basic, it's still a good find, but dead end driving. So this is essentially like, uh, have we talked about it, Steve? Where it's like a that so. like Australian type of exploitation. It has a name for it, kind of like how the Canadians with like Terror Train. Remember, we were talking like that, like that Canadian ago, horror exploitation. Like it's something with like uh, 
production taxes or something. You know what I mean? I don't remember a whole lot that far back. I can't remember where the hell I was two days ago, let alone... But you know, know what I'm saying? Like I do know like, what you're saying. It, like, for some reason, during certain points in history, like, certain geographic areas had, like, a shit ton of low-budget movies made there. Sure. For, for it's re- like New South Wales area. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, go, I mean, that's always been a, good, a hot spot. Right, or like even, like, Atlanta nowadays. Sure. Where it's, like, you get tax breaks or something. From what, I remember, from what I understand, the Australian tax breaks are lit. So, so, anyways, Dead End Drive-In, it's essentially like a Mad Max ripoff. It's so fucking 80s and ridiculous. Uh, it's hard to describe. Have you ever even heard of that, Steve, the movie, Steve? I don't think so. It's, like, literally about, like, an apocalypse wasteland. These people get stuck in a drive-in. And they, Which I would like. What? I would like that. You would like it. I like a good drive-in. No, I, mean, it's, I, it's I would just, like to be trapped in a drive-in. It's just super, like, it's made in 84. It's just super of its time. It's super synthy and punky, and it's it's good. And so, I got, I've, that's number one on the finds. Number two, I found a little Nakey boy. That's tape without a sleeve. Night of the Bloody Apes. I love it. I fucking love it, man. I mean, it's one of, like, is it? I mean, you've seen, you've actually seen this one, Steve. I have. We, we, and, yeah. uh, it's, I mean... it's, it's, it's maybe one of the most essential blade job movies ever. It's gory. It's it part of the lost wrestling. Tapes. It's, it's part of the behind the scenes lost tapes of blade job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lost, it's a lost episode of blade job. Literally. And, um, but what, it's not that we lost is that it's, it's in the ether now. Yeah. It's probably like literally burned to my hard drive in some way that you just can't like extract anymore. So, God Night of the bless. Bloody Apes has been found on tape. No sleeve, but actual Gorgon videotape, which was tight. But probably, like, the biggest find... At least, like, I'm sure, like, true VHS nerds, like, would not think this is a good find. But I'm going to say it's a good find because I also paid nothing for it. Like, $2. And that's a boot... That's a Japanese bootleg of Street Trash. Which is kind of bullshit because Street Trash is amazing. Yeah, and you know it's a it's a fucking hard tape to find in real life. You know, that thing's like starting at seventy dollars on eBay. So you know, if I can find a bootleg under five dollars and I can put it into my VCR and fucking watch it, I'm gonna do it every day of the week. You know? Yeah. God bless. What a great find. So it's got cool art. It's got uh, yeah, weird Japanese like. But the movie itself, they don't have any Japanese subtitles or anything? I watched it, and it's like, I don't understand it. Like, occasionally there'll be, like, a Japanese almost, like, watermark just, like, on the very bottom of the screen. Hmm. Almost like how, like, screeners will say, like, not for distribution. Yeah. Like, occasionally, like, it's not during any dialogue. It'll just be, like, it'll just flash, like, these Japanese characters, like, in red along the bottom. Hmm. And then they'll go away. But it's not correlating with any dialogue, so I don't know what... That means just reminding you that it's a bootlegger you're being going to prison. Yeah, it's just that. like telling me like you're fucked in Japanese. Each time you put in your VHS player, the cops are like, oh, okay. I don't know. But anyways, I thought it was a good find. You know, paid next to nothing for it. I enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy it and fuck the haters. I'm into that. That's my that that's me. What what are, I saw what you put in here for your purchases and it's, like it's, it, is there a story behind this? There's no relevance to this other than the fact that it's the first Blu-ray I bought in like three years. Okay. Do you want to tell the listeners what it is? Only probably one of the greatest movies ever made, Titanic. I've you know I've never seen Titanic. 
Let's talk news then. Raw reunion <laughs> recap. Let's talk about Raw reunion. Does Titanic come on two discs still, or is it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, it's actually a well, it's a Blu-ray DVD digital copy combo pack. It's got two Blu-ray discs, one with the movies and some special features. One that's all special features. The DVD is two discs for the movie. And the digital copy, I don't, you know, it's a digital So I take that back. I've seen tape one of Titanic. Uh, I, I fucking ran tape two dry. Uh, no, I think it must, it must have been tape one because of the nude scene. When I was a youth, yeah. my parents had the, the first, the two tapes. Yeah. Uh, the I, nude scene's not even a nude scene. You I, you probably can't even watch the my the first tape anymore in my, my house. It's, mm. it's been run out. Anyway. Okay. Titanic, well, in my top two, so fuck it. Okay. That's great. Shut the fuck up. Let's talk about some Raw Reunion recap. Eric, okay. what do you got for me? Um, turn, well, oh, we turned on some lights. Ooh, lights. mood lighting. It was here. the Raw Reunion. Um, there's not really much to talk about other than, you know, it was a lot of legends came back. Stone Cold came back. Ooh. Um, I only saw the very end, so I only saw Stone Cold. Like I said, I literally haven't been watching anything really lately, but I caught a little bit of the Raw reunion. Stone Cold seemed hype. He seemed like he was doing good. Mm-hmm. He's got a new show coming out. What's it called? Redneck Island? No. Ba- it's called, like, because Stone Cold said so. Maybe it's oh, not okay. called that. Because, you know, I worked on a show with him. Yeah, it's okay. like, a, he's doing, like, a travel show. Okay. Where he just, like, of drives monster trucks what a, and shit. What a shock. Yeah. I don't really know. I have no idea how long his show that I worked on lasts. Probably not very long. Redneck Island? It was that, but then midway through the shoot, they renamed it to Battle at the Lake. Mm. I preferred Redneck Island, but hey, well, you yeah. probably were offended by it, even though the people that were there, oh, they were rednecks in every sense of the word. Well, I've that's never fun. seen someone drink so much fucking beer. But um, Ooh. I think one of the biggest, so yeah, the Raw reunion show was pretty. It was okay, you know. I guess it did well ratings wise. Who I don't really give a shit about ratings though, but people, some people do. Um, I don't know. It was good. A lot of crazy legends came back. Uh, Kelly Kelly won a title, the 24-7 title briefly, so she's a big favorite of mine back when I was in high school. You know, if you know what I'm saying, Steve. You look, look up Kelly Kelly over there on your phone. Um, I, I've seen the name recently. Yeah, well, because she just was relevant again for like a day. Okay. Um, Speaking of which, not at all. Steve Austin, born a day before me. I mean, many years prior to that, but, you know. Also, wait, th- I want to talk about this, too. So, Steve Austin made, like, a weird announcement on his, on, during the Raw reunion where he was kind of, like, selling. You know, so, Steve Austin makes a beer. Are you aware of this, Steve? I am very aware of this. He makes an IPA. He does. I think, I'm going to, since you're the one with the fancy beer taste. I don't gonna, say that. I'm going to put it to you. You need to find some Broken Skull IPA for an episode. Okay, let's see if I can order some online. You might be able to. I don't know, but he said that they're they're now going to cans too. They used to only sell like, you know, the big twenty two ounce bottles or whatever. Like, oh yeah, you know those craft beer bottles. Oh yeah. They used to only sell those, but now they're going to go to cans. So you might be able to get some. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I'll see if I can. If do you really that. want to become Stone Cold Steve Carly? Uh, uh yeah, you, I guess I wouldn't hate that. You got You got to get some. You got to get some Broken Skull IPA. Fair enough. All right. Um, That's fine. I'll do that. Just for you. Some uh, other... I guess this is kind of the last of the wrestling news is uh, AEW. You know, we've talked about them, Double or Nothing, and um, our Blade Jobber of last episode, Joey Janela, fucking killing himself off that ladder. Um, They just announced that they're going to be doing their weekly television show October 2nd. And... Spooky. Yeah. And there's a rumor that Fox, Fox Sports... 
might be picking up NXT oh, to run head to head against undisputed it. Undisputed edit. Oh, so undisputed. that could be interesting. Could be a little Wednesday night war for the wrestle for wrestling. So you know, I'll be watching Big Brother that night. But you know, you wa- in October. Never mind. I'll be watching. I'll no. be done by then. Yeah, you'll Thank be watching. Yeah, season sucks ass. Well, uh, you're a big After Dark fan, right? You just like watching the shower scenes. <laughs> no, I have Big Brother not safe for work. The subreddit for that one. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Oh, there was one more wrestling thing. So today, did you? We need to. We need to watch some of these together, Steve. Viceland had on. Dark Side of the Ring. Were you familiar with this show? No, but I can already tell what it's about. Viceland did a true crime series examining crimes that have happened in wrestling. That's fucking awesome. And they did one season. It was like six episodes. They picked it up, and they picked it up for 12 episodes. Hmm. So it's doubling the run for next the next one. And it's a really great series. They, they talk about the Bruiser Brody murder and how it's still gone unsolved. They talk about Gino Hernandez's murder and how that's still kind of unsolved. And they go into the whole complicated life of Macho Man and Liz. Uh, they go into all the moolah abuse allegations. Do they do, they do like the Ben Washit? They might next episode, next season. Uh, I just feel they like did they did not do the not. Ben Wash it though last time. I'm surprised. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, maybe they just assume we know about it already. I think. Yeah, I feel like that was pretty widely covered. Like, what was cool about this this past season was they cut co- like a lot of the stuff they covered was like old shit. So for mm. one, it was like it really goes into the fact that like it happened at a time where people believed wrestling was real. So there's still like a lot of secrets around. Sure. Like people didn't know a lot about the characters real lives and stuff i see so when like so it'd be like so for example the one guy gino hernandez mm-hmm. he was potentially killed but nobody really knows he was essentially living like a rick flair life where he was throwing money everywhere was super flashy he may have been involved with gang stuff nobody really can confirm it and the show kind of dug into some of that and, and, and things like that. So it's kind of like Will Ferrell. You ever, you ever hear about what? Will Ferrell? I mean, think about. It. You ever hear about his life, his personal life, other than the movie season? Ever? I, I don't really think, follow, think ca- about I, it. I, think I, about I don't it. follow anybody's life. Though. I don't really follow. And I it. more or less do. I just, I you never. Will Ferrell doesn't. He could be in the mob. Well, I mean, I mean seriously. Like, if you think about, like, you know, I mean, you can know when someone's in trouble or does dumb mm. shit. But Will Ferrell, you know nothing about his life other than the fact that he's in these movies that come out. I think about that a lot more than I probably need to. I've never thought about that. Until. It's just weird. I mean, it's not weird. I guess it's just. I mean, he's obviously I feel like a very he's private just person. A really rich guy who can afford that privacy if he wants to. I would to like pay to see it. what his house looks like. I like Will I'm Ferrell. Sure you you know? can. I don't love all those movies, but I like him. You know, I like him. I just, you know, you have all these things about red carpets and all that, and I just feel like you just never think about. You never see him in the news, other than like, you know, Holmes and Watson's out, and it's terrible. You know, other I mean, than he's that, he's a private person. Which is totally fine. And if fine. you make enough money as a celebrity, I think you can afford to pay for privacy almost. Yeah. You know? Well, you can pay for anything with money. Ask right. Jeffrey so Epstein, if you can so. be a super celebrity and then still stay out of the radar, but you probably have to pay for it. You probably have to yeah. pay for private cars everywhere, and you have to pay for super private rooms at dinner and shit. And yeah, I have no problem with his with his you know his hermit. Like I just it's just interesting to me that like you just never hear. It's like it's like Jason Statham. I'm like what. What is his whole home life like? You're asking the wrong person because I don't even know. Who's a popular celebrity? 
uh, anyway, I don't even know the popular celebrities' home life. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, so they're all what? they're all private to me. Fair enough. Let's move on to something I know you care about. Let's talk oh. about the let's talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a minute. Okay, because I'm into this. So you know what's happening here. So I guess Comic Con just ended. It happened last week, right? Yeah. So uh, this is the moment. I mean, there's a whole other part of, of Comic Con that no one cares about. Obviously, everyone was only really there for the Marvel uh, press conference. Not everybody was just there for that. It was pretty much. If I went, I wouldn't have gone to that shit. Okay, well. I would have gone to like. Fair the, enough. <laughs> I would have gone to the trauma fucking booth. Was there one? Of course there was one. All right, well, that's fair enough. I'm talking about, like, the Game of Thrones shit. The, the creators of Game of Thrones, they balanced the last minute. They're like, you know, we, like why would we want to have people... Get roasted? Exactly. They, they, bailed, they bailed out last minute, which is probably a good idea. Anyway, so Marvel introduced their whole Phase 4 slate, right? I, Two you know, of these... You listen, know how I feel about all of this. I know, like, but... I hate, like, all of this, like, oh, I know it's going to come out in 2030 now. Did, did Do you know about any of the announcements? Yeah, I know about some of them. Okay, so the two that I care about right now for the, that are related to this uh, this podcast are Doctor Strange sequel. I didn't care for Doctor Strange. That's fine. Doctor Strange. Yeah, this is yeah. this, this next one's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What's interesting about this one is that this one's going to be with what they call the first official MCU horror movie, mm-hmm. where the I know that the villain in this, in this movie's name is Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I'm not a comic book guy, so I don't know beyond that. Okay. And yeah, okay, it comes I'm out. Okay. It comes I'm out. Intrigued. It comes out in 2021. Great, that's fine. Fair enough. Fuck you. But the point okay. is, the point is, this is going to be a legitimately, as they say, quote, scary, the first horror movie for the in the end MCU. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like it's still gonna be kind of cookie cutter, but okay. Which I believe is, it. I believe it. I feel like in five, three years, four years ago, it would have been, but I feel like now I, we'll see. Well, I mean, it's that's definitely interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm more excited about the other part though. Sure. The other part, well, that one being much farther out on the slate, but anyway, uh, at, the, at the very I mean, they announced all this shit. I'm not going to get into that. You know, that's my own personal. Uh, you know, that's not for you guys for you know for this podcast. But anyway, after all that good stuff, um, they this they have a Steve Jobs one more thing kind of idea, and uh, what's his name? Herschel Ali comes out and he dons a cap that says Blade on it. I'm into it. So this is this is the official MCU Marvel Blade movie. Although, okay, I know what you're gonna ask. What? What am I gonna ask? You're gonna ask: Is it gonna be rated R? Is it gonna be violent? No, enough? I'm just gonna say like, why? Like, why does it have to be tied into the MCU? Like, I'll, what does I'll that even you. mean? I'll tell you why. What does that even mean? I'll tell you exactly how this movie came to be. It's very simple. After Mahershala won his second Oscar for Green Book, he okay. came, he he called Marvel and he said, "Listen." I want to do Blade, and I want to be Blade. And they said, okay. Okay, but... It's, it's, simple. it's literally so, as simple as that. Because it's the MCU, does that mean it's just going to have like a bunch of dumb, tongue-in-cheek references to other shit? And it's going to have like a end credit scene where it's like, oh, now we're crossing over to fucking Fantastic Four Blade. Like That's all I think it means to me. Yes and no. So, you know? again, you need to understand that the MCU... <laughs> morphs and changes throughout these these phases five okay. years ago yes now i don't think that's going to be the case will that have an end credit scene i'm sure it will i'm sure it will too but and i really that's, you, that's, we that's... really don't know what the hell this new phase going forward is going to be about because think about it this way in in these the, these first three phases 
um, the end credits, they were all building up to, to basically Endgame. Right, right. Which now, congratulations, number one in the world, great. This next slate, Phase 4, there's no big movie at the end. Because like, I feel like movie. everything, honestly, for the past, like, six years has all been, in one way or another, kind of Avengers adjacent. Sure. That's a or good way. Blade, that's, that's I a do good not way. think of as Avengers adjacent. Does that, I think not, of, does that not excite you more? That the fact that guess, you simply don't know what, what, how they're going to do I guess, yeah, I am excited now, because I guess it could be more, like, gritty. There's a whole gritty side of Marvel with, like, Daredevil, well, those Ghost are, Rider. Sure. Those are all Could very this be different. Part of the rollout, though. Well, Ghost Rider is definitely. Well, they'll definitely have a t- a movie Ghost Rider, um, in the future. For so sure. if, if Blade is kind of the first step to that more gritty side of Marvel and less of kind of your classic superheroes and more of that kind of almost anti-hero mm-hmm. superhero. I'm into it. So now, I will and, say that. And I'll bring back the question I had earlier. If is, will it be an R, the R movie it deserves to be? Now, yeah. you would think that the answer would be, well, no, it's Disney. Of course not. However, I know Kevin Feige, the president, the architect, the Joseph Mangala of uh, of the MCU. Yeah. He said that... Is that a good comparison? It's, t- it's a terrible, very offensive, <laughs> awful comparison that I shouldn't have said, but whatever. Okay. Anyway, it, it doesn't make sense, though, so... Yeah, uh, they said they are open to R-rated movies. Well, Disney owns Lionsgate, which yeah. you know I don't know if. But they obviously, would Marvel's stuff. more of a you know family brand. But true. The point but, you know, is, they've made R movies. Wasn't um, oh I get so none of the R-rated Marvel movies have been through Disney technically. They've yet. never had a Marvel R-rated Marvel movie. Well, what's Deadpool? Deadpool is Sony. Mm, it's a Marvel no. property. Well, so is Spider-Man is, is, is a Sony so movie. so is Logan. So they've had Marvel X-Men, properties. I'm sorry, they're Fox. Fox. Okay, so... It's now owned by right. Disney. So, the, so there hasn't been a Disney Marvel R movie. Sure. Because there's been R... I mean, the original Blades are R. And right. Those and those are, are Marvel. technically Marvel, but they're not part of the MCU. Right. It gets it gets a little wonky, but you know that's easy. It's easy once you know the whole thing. But the point is that I think because um, Kevin Feige is not stupid. Obviously, he's you know a genius. I think that they're going to really, at the very least, push the boundaries of a PG thirteen as fuck. But I personally think that they're going to make it rated R because I know yeah. that they're not they're not dumb enough to take Blade and make it PG thirteen. No, like they did with your. Well, I mean, I, the original. The second Hellboy was good, but the first Hellboy was a little weak. Hellboy deserves to be R, and it finally got an R, but it's a whole other story. But it very much is. Um, um, but no, I I agree. I mean, I guess I I guess it's it's far it's, too early to tell. It's it's interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe a new branch of Disney comes out for more of adult products as they as they acquire more licenses and properties they can't buy properties of r-rated material and then water it down it won't do well right yeah um so well, I, like, they would have to have another branch come out i feel like an example of that i think would be like you know like the dark knight how it's like they're those are violent movies you know but there's no blood or anything like that blade you know i mean you can't announce a blade movie and just cover your eyes when people realize that blade is a hard r violent you know franchise yeah, uh, if you want to truly better. stay true to the source material and not make a Blade-inspired movie, if it's inspired by Blade and it's mm-hmm. something else, yeah, you can maybe get away with it. But if you want to make a Blade proper, do the fans right, you have to do it like 
what it originally was, I would think. And I think Kevin Feige and these guys know that. I, you know, call me a, a shill, whatever you want to do, a defender, but I really think that they're going to be able to do it right. I well, mean, they, they've done a lot of these movies right. Hopefully, maybe they do brand something as like a Marvel dark or something. They could. Something like that. And they do kind of have a more R rated, hard edge stuff. And it is branded differently. And it's aiming for that 18 to, you know, 35 market. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's exciting. You're right. I should be excited for that. I mean, if you, I mean, I just, I'm excited. I just like when I hear Marvel comic book universe, Blades joining the Marvel comic book universe. I'm thinking like Blades gonna be fighting fucking Galactus now, and I'm like, that's the. the I just roll my eyes. Like, I, that sounds, and that's totally fair. That man. sounds silly I, to me. <laughs> I, it's totally fair. You know, I'm biased because the idea of like these future Marvel slates is that's like my favorite thing in the fucking world. I love it. So like, I'm, I think, you know, I, I think of the new Thor, the new Dr. Strange. I'm I'm fucking shaking Shang Chi. Um, so anyway, I feel like we need to hurry this shit up here. Well, Um, we got on a little tangent. We got a little tear there about the MCU. Um, Oh, you know what? So um, we'll move on from blade and Dr. Strange. (laughs) Um, uh, the it chapter two full trailer dropped. Did you see it? Watch it yet? Oh, have you seen the first one? I need to rewatch. I keep falling asleep. When it's I put so it on. fucking. It's so fucking. I've good. tried to watch it like four times. How and I fall is that? It will be so time. good. I think it's just too long. I, I I don't know what the general consensus is, but I know that I loved it way more than the rest of the world seems to like it. And it, I never was a huge fan of the original, so I've just been like well, very. That has nothing to do. I mean, it was a whole new one. I don't. You no, don't need I to know. be a fan or not. I've I thought it was been terrible. I don't care. Of it, and I know the new one's good. I I kind of want to. I love that movie. I kind of want to like rewatch, like fully watch, and then immediately go watch the new one. So I'll probably do that. It's once really it, good. Once when the sequel is. looks incredible, it looks really goddamn yeah. good. They're doing the same thing like the like the original movie did, where they're going well, jumping. The, the first one is all when they're kids. Yeah. Second ones are they're all adults. Yeah, with some flashbacks, but well, it looks right. incredible. And the original ones kind of they, they go back and forth with flashbacks yeah. to the kids. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, no, I'm excited for it. It comes on September 6th, so I, pretty soon. You think it'll um, run through October at all? Oh, hell yeah, it's gotta. I okay. mean, Endgame is still in theaters. It came out in freaking April, so. Yeah, it'll be, I, I want to make a point to go see more of the um, Halloween season movies. Because I well, used to do that every Halloween and go see shit, but. So, that brings me to the, my last bit of kind of horror movie news. Yeah. Is that I'm sure you saw the Halloween sequels. Yeah. Are we, you aware of this? We talked about this last episode. Did we? The double release? Or the, well, the, well, the, well, they actually got release dates They now have and, names and release dates yeah. now. I so don't know how got, I feel about the names. I don't, I don't like them at all. So the, on October 16th of next year, you've got Halloween Kills, which is the sequel. I think it's kind of a shitty name. And then in 2021, Halloween Ends. I feel like these are tentative titles. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think they're tentative titles, but I don't think that they're good either. I sure. don't think that they're. I feel like they're very weak and kind of lackluster. I don't but, love them, but I don't, I don't even know why they exist. Period. But you know, I mean, the first one did. It made some money, but it didn't make a lot of money or anything. The first, the, the new one was good. I I didn't. I liked it, it too. So I I mean, you know, I'll I'll catch these. I mean, I'm not. I'll catch them. They're know. a way. Those are ways out though. Those aren't even coming out till next Halloween. Yeah. The first one of of that of those sequels. Correct, so. sir. But yeah, I did see that they released the titles, and I, I honestly was kind—I thought that it was kind of lackluster. Like at least the naming, like because what, what else did we already kind of knew the dates, so the only new information to come out was kind of these titles, really, right? 
Well, you knew, yeah. I mean, not, they had the years and the yeah. and the, the idea that there was two of them, but these so, are just the official dates and names. That's one. Yeah, I'm excited. That. No, I'm definitely excited, but uh, David still, Gordon Green directing. There's the a lot to a lot to happen between now and then, and you know, let me see a teaser first or something. <laughs> I I hear you. you know, um, I mean, just the title, it's not doing anything for me right now, other possible, than the fact that I guess I know it's coming. Possible breaking news. Okay, it's not quite yet, but the new Zombie Land trailer is going to drop any minute now. Oh, I don't really care much for that one. Anyway, so that's just a couple of news updates. Um, okay. We can kind of move on here. Well, that's good. anything else. Let's talk about the Blade Jobber of the Week because that's uh, very you know, yeah. Topical. So we hit uh we we were trying to pick a Blade Jobber of the Week today, and we stumbled across a. I didn't even know he was sick. We had a sudden death in the exploitation community. One Mr. Rutger Hauer has passed away, 75 years old. Uh, we're recording this on the 24th. Um, a couple hours, I mean, several hours after he died. It is yeah. interesting when you see that first on Twitter, when you see, because I'm on Twitter all the goddamn time because I have no, you know, yeah. self-control. It's weird when you see that first, like, report of it. See, and I, no one's really caught on quite yet. So you're like, huh, is this real or not? Yeah, see, I don't use Twitter. I saw it through, like, Instagram, just on, like, accounts I'm following, sure. posting, like pictures of him and i was like oh i was like when you see like two pictures of like an older actor sure. like from their movie days I'm like, like oh, you see the name trending and you're like oh yeah and i'm like oh man i, I googled rucker howard and i saw it passed away so yeah rucker howard you know most famously for um uh roy batty blade runner mm-hmm. the og which i'd only just recently seen for my first time like last year yeah i, I don't i mean i don't I would say it's a pretty appreciated role. I don't think he got any awards for it, but it's definitely I mean, it's like a, a very cult classic. It's a very role. cult classic sure. role, very beloved role. Um, you know, he kind of made his living before that doing like kind of what people might call like Euro trash, like those kind of German, Polish, like thriller, like cop thrillers. So, you know, a lot of those like kind of movies that I feel like Tarantino draw, draws a lot of inspiration from that that kind of italian action like overdubbed type movie he did a lot of those in his younger days and then as he got older he did a lot of straight to video shit um in the 90s and then more more recently you know he we alluded to it during father's day hobo with a shotgun he played the hobo with a shotgun and fucking killed it so um zombie land two trailer tomorrow so there you go so rucker howard R.I.P. I was going to throw out as a Blade Job recommendation for Rucker Hauer, if you have not seen it. I know I just mentioned Hobo with a Shotgun, but he did this, like, mid-90s, like, almost Predator alien spinoff called Split Second. Go check that out. It's a good it's a good Rutger Hauer, straight-to-video, like, alien, cyberpunk, futuristic, like cop hunting alien through sewers movie it's pretty fun i love the name split second split second it's got an awesome fucking poster with like him in the sewer and the alien kind of half behind him Mm -hmm. oh i love it so yeah go check out split second you know in our honor of the of the master rest in peace buddy yeah so rucker howard you're our blade jobber of the week uh i'll probably put some howard on later i got a few tapes blade jobber of the week but blade always forever blade jobber and yeah he's a blade jobber for life he's like a legacy member he you is. know we should have a, we should at the end of the year we should have like a blade jobber hall of fame 
Write that down. We'll do it. And we'll, we'll do a Hall of Fame episode. Or like an In Memoriam episode. Right. And <laughs> he'll... Uh, we, we, we could do we could do a segment on that on the, on the live show. That'd be interesting. A what? A segment on the live show about that. Ooh, yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's so, a bummer. It's a bummer. R.I.P. Rucker Howard. 75 didn't, years old, too young. Didn't even know he was sick. Apparently he got sick like last week and just died. Fuck, when you get old happened. like that, you that's, just get that's like... That's how Carrie Fisher went. You get pneumonia or something and you're gone. Fucking sucks. 75 is too young. So he probably had some movies left in him. So it's a shame, but um, you'll never be forgotten, Mr. Howard. He, he will be there in spirit on August 24th in downtown Detroit. He will. For Troma Dance. He'll so. be in, in spirit. At, he's in spirit anytime you watch a shitty movie. He's kind of there in spirit. So just take that with you. And with that, let's talk about let's get the into fucking it. burning. The and burn. It's not actually called that. It's just called the burning, but I had the fucking there for, oh, for uh, yes. I don't know if some anybody pizzazz. confused it for the actual title, but yes. it is. I just, mean, it could have been like like the European version or whatever. The but fucking burning. Yeah, like a remaster or I whatever. didn't look up if it had any um, alternative titles. Let me actually do that. That before. is a kind of a blade job, kind of uh, is like what we a do. staple. We do movies that have like 86 different names, most of which are cooler than the name that we got in America. Yeah. Stupid, yeah. stupid America guy. I mean, we kind of like, you know, market test stuff and see like what moms like and shit like that. But like in like Europe, they'll call it like rape man or something like fucking Some, insanely something offensive like on the nose. And too. it's just like, wow. Like while you're looking that up, um, I forgot to mention, I mean, this is oh, sort, of, sort of, um, you know, a thing. The book I'm reading right now is a, it's a true crime book. I feel like that's kind of relevant. I'm reading The Good Nurse. Which is all about in the early two thousands, an a nurse named Charlie Cullen who would who would go through hospital to hospital, um, poisoning and killing uh, residents. Whoa. Um, he was caught. I think it was like four hundred different victims. Jeez, I'm, I'm is not this done the with German it guy. Uh, no. Okay. No, it's from uh, New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that was more recently for sure. This is in the early two thousands. Uh, okay. They're called The Angels of Death. It's a pretty good book so far. It's going to be a movie next year, which is why I'm, I'm reading it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's called The Good Nurse. I recommend it. Look it up. All right. You want to hear some of these alternative titles? Hit him. Or hit me, I guess. Um, it was called Carnage. Yeah. Cool, but, um, you know, kind of lame. And then there's a bunch of, like, foreign ones, which I'm assuming just mean burning, like, uh, like, Burn de Rash. I don't know what that is. But the the other the other English title, which I don't know where this would have been released as, but it was called The Cropsy Maniac. Oh. And that's kind of like a good preface for this movie. Is It's kind of uh, inspired by the Cropsy story, which is a, a kind of famous urban legend in upstate New York. Um, there's a good documentary on it. On yeah, the, there's like, a good Amazon documentary Prime. on it. And it kind of goes into like it, it's the whole documentary kind of explains how urban legends even become things and how shit like that happens and it's kind of cool to see that this movie came out in 1981 so this urban legend has been going around for oh yeah, 40 been, years oh now. yeah for sure for generations so, too that's true um so yeah it's kind of the story is uh, you know that the main i guess antagonist you could say is is cropsy um which is funny how that title kind of changes the entire identity of the movie yeah, so yeah. if you went into this thinking, it, yeah, but I kind That's of, I actually, this is one of the ones where actually where I think, like, I think The Burning's kind of a cool title. It is cool. As opposed to Cropsy Maniac, because that's a little too on the nose and a it's little... It's very trashy, you know? I mean, not yeah. in a bad way, but it's just a trashy thing. Now, do you know what's not cool? Is mm. who created the name and who created this goddamn movie. We'll get into how possibly problematic this movie is, but yes. This movie's extremely canceled for one big reason. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. And, uh, well, we can get into it. I mean, we're in. We're, we're... Well, let, let, first, I want you to tell me 
because you've obviously seen this movie a million times, more or less. Um, yeah. How, I mean, what, you? This, this is a movie that you love. Tell me what about it you love about it, you know? I love that, well, so, for one, it's a, it's a, um, it's a camp slasher. Like we said earlier, there's a lot of camp Which slashers. Which I did not know. I did not know much about this going into it, um, so that's funny. I, I, there's something about camp slashers that I just love, and the fact that it became a subgenre, like, it's such a of its time thing i feel like you know mm-hmm. to have a camp era serial killer movie we, 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 we i mean we could use another one well they had cabin in the woods more or yeah less, 2012 I mean, that's kind but of you have like the a... kids at camp with camp counselors getting killed like how, oh there's, yeah there's... you don't have camps anymore people right. get molested a lot now so you can't so have i don't know what i like about this movie for one is it's kind of gritty in a way it's it's kind of the gore is probably some of the best for the time you know we have to remember this is 1981 so a lot of a lot of the big name slashers hadn't happened yet it was really early still in the slasher days so um i just think it's i I don't know i think it's i i like it for a lot of reasons i guess i i think that it some people always complain that it has boring characters but I think it actually has I good. Disagree I think it has one. good characters, and I think that, you know, I don't really care for like. You know, I, the main character Alfred, is he the best protagonist? I don't know. Would I have cared if he died? I, probably not. But, um, yeah, I, and I think the killer's cool. I think the killer has cool kills, and like I said, the effects are probably what stand out the most for me with this movie. Can I tell you uh, something about this movie? I think this is probably the the most well made movie that we've watched yet. I guess. you could argue like audition, but I again you fuck know, that. Yeah, movie, I get what you're saying. I I mean, at least to me, this is the most visually appealing in terms of um, just how it's made. I mean, is it? It's not as like balls out as like something like Street Trash, no, or Slime City, but you know, I no, still I mean, think that it's like... just. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's maybe it's because you watch it on Blu-ray, but the quality itself is not half bad. It's better than you were used to. No, yeah, and the quality, it is a good, I mean, it's definitely made by a competent director, I would say. Like, it makes kind of some sense. With Which shit. is whom, whomst, by the way. And Tom what else did he direct? Maylam. I know that you, um. You, oh, speaking of which. Yes. Tom Maylam, or I'm sorry, what did I say? Tom May- Tony Maylam. The movie I just recommended from Rucker Hauer, Split Second, that's like another Tom Mayland movie. So kind of a weird tie-in that I realized after I was going to mention that about Rucker. But yeah, go check out The Burning and then go also watch Split Second. You can kind of see two different phases of his career. But um, yeah, I, I would say those are the biggest reasons why I like this movie. I think it actually has good atmosphere. It has good gore. And it has great gore. So yeah. I, not to interrupt you, I apologize. No, I'm just gonna jump in here. And I, I, I was a big fan of this one. You know, I, um, I liked it better than a lot of what we've seen. I would put this in the upper echelon. I think, like, us. I think too, like for a, I, I know people who have kind of written this off because of they think it's just a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff, which I can easily see why they would think that. But and it, but personally, I, I, I've seen Friday the Thirteenth. I like this better. I do too, actually, because the first Friday the 13th, honestly, the first couple of Friday the 13ths really are 
not what a lot of people think of. I mean, there's some people out there who don't even realize that the first Friday the 13th doesn't even have Jason Voorhees in it as the killer. It's his mother that's killing everybody. And then it goes to Baghead Jason. We don't even get masked, hockey masked Jason until three movies in. So, you know, the first Friday the 13th are very almost like psycho movies where it's like off camera kills sure. very like uh, psychological kind psychological more thrillers where this mm-hmm. movie is very balls out gore um and a lot it's just it's a lot more of a more visceral movie than those it's less atmospheric but more viscerally violent than agreed those other ones um so just a quick you know plot i mean i don't even need to read the imdb summary it's basically a sim- yeah like you said it's a camp movie it's you know not like it's 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 campy but it's well i guess it depends it's on what campy. you mean it's, got it's, some a, camp. it's a campy in that it takes place in a camp yeah um which no longer exists as far as i'm aware um basically yeah i mean the movie begins with a bunch of teens and camp you know kids well not really they're what probably they're kids they're 19 probably around there including a young Jason Alexander with a yes. full head of hair, uh, which is what it's, he's just one of those actors where like he looks super young, but you know exactly who he is. Which is yeah. like Holly Hunter is apparently in this movie too. Holly Hunter, I still don't know which one she. I was. think she's like a she's not a main character. She maybe has one line of dialogue, and it's just like look over there, which is funny because she's like a, you know like a royalty these days. So yeah. Anyway, so the movie begins with them playing a prank on who I assume is. Well, though this is before. That's like young Todd. Right. This is pre-Jason Alexander. Well, yeah, I'm just talking about... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the opening scene of the movie, right? Right, 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 right. Did I miss a scene? No, no, I, no, no. Jason nope. Alexander's not in that, though. I know. I miss, I, I mentioned him just oh, okay. in, in the movie period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. That's, I wasn't that clear about that. Um, yeah, the movie begins with them, with, you know, a group of small group of the huge class of campers. Yeah. Um, playing a prank on and who whomst who is that guy? I mean, he's like the caretaker. So okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So he's so like, like a, a groundskeeper. Sure. So okay, that makes sense. So they basically yeah. play a prank on him. Why? Ah, they're kids, you know. Because like, he's they say because he's drunk, but that seems <laughs> kind of like a mean way to. These are the kids who you know who. I yeah. mean, this is the eighties, you know. I mean, and this honestly a kind too. of innocent prank at first. It is an innocent prank gone horribly awry. It, yes. That's the thing. That's a, that's the thing. So basically. So what they do is they sneak in and they put a, what is it, you could say like a skull covered in maggots and worms. Yeah, it's like a candle kind of inside it. a candle inside of it. And uh, they basically just like, he wakes up and sees the skull. Ah, terrifying. It's the 80s, so this is scary for some reason. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, TV really right, yeah, trust readily you. available. Yeah, they all play with people. sticks and things, yeah. Um, there's no Harry Potter, you know, Wizards Unite. Anyway, so he accidentally knocks it down the floor on the ground, mm-hmm. floor, ground, whatever. And it, you know, it catches a, a light, ignites, ignites is a better word. He hits some, like, gasoline or something. There's some crazy. random big tube of gasoline in there that knocks over. Basically, he goes up in flames, the burning, so to yes. speak. And uh, cut to, you know, so that's the whole, that's the opening, you know. He comes gro- uh, grotesquely burned. So, yeah, then enter into the hospital, what, five years later, I believe? Well, yeah, well, he's, he's well, in the hospital yeah. for five years, getting treated. He goes in. It quick... cuts a month ahead to him yeah. in the hospital. These two doctors who are very unprofessional go in to just to see what he looks like. Ah, take, check out this guy. He looks like a fucking monster. You gotta see yeah. this. If you, if you, are you trying to be a doctor? Then you need to expose yourself to this kind yeah. of imagery. <laughs> uh, you know, really bullying. You know, kind of peer pressure shit. 
Uh, but it was the 80s, you know, what do you do? Yeah, you could be, like, the really 80s are the PC and, like, just rude. The 80s was a, was a time where people would actually, where bullies would hold people upside down and get their lunch money falling out of their yeah. pockets. You know, that actually happened in the and 80s. And then, so. like, people just, then the popular kids just laughed. Exactly. And then there's, there's Stacy who holds the books across her chest. Anyway, basically, so they go, ah, you know, there he is. And then he, uh, uh, Todd, who's, what's his name? Does he have a name? The Cropsy. Cropsy, sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I think he's just. I think they call him Cropsy. We'll call him Cropsy. I don't yeah. think he actually the has killer. a name. The killer Cropsy. Or the he caretaker. grabs his arm. The the doctor's arm. Ah, terrifying. Cut five years. They are releasing him. They yeah. can do nothing. Uh, a voiceover says, "I'm sorry, the skin grafts didn't take. Yeah. There's nothing more we can do." Uh, you know, so we're led to assume this is just a grotesque man. I'm assuming his insurance ran out, and they said, "Get the hell out of here." Yeah. Um, so they release him into the wild. Um, and then when he, as as any sort of you know fully burned, scarred monster would do, he goes right for the camp again. No, no, no. He goes right for a prostitute first. That's right, of course. And we I get our first which, which kill actually, of the movie. Which makes even more sense, honestly. Yes. He goes to a prostitute. She, he, of course, stays concealed, wears the hats, the big jacket, stays yeah. in the, within the shadows, and this, uh, you know, this woman of the night. Uh, she was very reminiscent of our of the Slime the City prostitute, where she just, you know... I think she was an actual prostitute. She, she was yeah. very good at her job. She looked... She looked like a... She wasn't like some kind of model. She looked like a she looked like a tough girl. Do you remember in the Wolf of Wall Street where they talk about the different levels of prostitutes in terms of how much you pay? Not really. Okay, well then movie that happens. This one I believe is one of the you know, the, the, the blue the blue chip stock. The the low the lower well, end. lower yeah. Um but, but you know what? She was about to do her job. She was about she to was service a hard worker. this burnt, disgusting man, and what did he do to her? Uh, was this? Did he have his patented weapon? No. Well, he had like the scissors. That's right. So, which is funny, he has a pair of scissors. Close. He chokes her with, and then he stabs her with the scissors. Yeah. Uh, to death. So that happens. First kill um, in the movie. Pretty, first pretty kill, violent. Pretty Old good. It's, it sets a tone for the viol- the level of violence in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so fast forward. I mean, not much. You know, maybe a couple of days. I don't know. Yeah, we're right uh, into the camp now. Right into the camp. He goes there. I mean, that's basically the whole plot. The rest of it, of course, is just the people trying to go through their daily lives of the yeah. of the uh, the camp. There's a lot of like, um, you, you kind of see him stalking the camp. You see, you get a lot of kind of like the false kills where it's like he's gonna get you, and then the girl gets away real quick without noticing him. And he or goes, like, ah, we'll get you next time. in the cabin, and they're looking for something in the dark. And they shine their flashlight up real quick, and it's like the counselor. So you keep getting all these kind of bait and switch kills until they take that canoe trip. And when they take that canoe trip, it kind of all hell breaks loose. But let's get into some of the characters that, because I really think that some of the characters actually are what make this movie better than it really deserves to be. Before we do that, one quick side note: he then at this point upgrades to kitchen shears. Well. Hedging I'm sorry. Shears. I'm sorry. Not kitchen shears. <laughs> hedging, hedging or like shears. garden shears. Way better. Way yes. better. I put in the notes. Um, you know, just so we can get a little wrestling reference in here. A little. They're like he literally has like Brutus the Barber beefcake shears, and I and I showed you some Brutus the Barber beefcake, Steve. The fucking big shears beforehand. Yes. Um, it'd be it's kind of funny to pretend that this is Brutus the Barber beefcake doing all this, but it is not. It is Cropsy. 
And we have to remember that. Which, and I love the, the garden shears as a weapon. I feel like it's not, I feel like it's happened before, but it doesn't quite get the do that it I feel deserves. like it's been done before, like, for like one kill. But it's like, I don't know if I've ever seen a killer go all the way through with it. Like that's his main squeeze kind of thing. Yeah. And I love it. The way this that is he kind holds of, him up yeah. before he stabs his fan. Very menacing. And this is kind of... I believe this is also around the same time. We Remember when we covered The Prowler, which was another yes. Savini movie with the pitchfork, all pitchfork kills. So, Which I like that too, but I, I think I like the, 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 the garden shears better. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. more visceral, you know? So, like we said, I, I think some of the... Um, some of the characters in this are really kind of what make it. Like I said, right away, like the main... Would you call him the protagonist, Alfred? Yeah. He's, he's a little weak, but once you get in kind of like the the um, supporting cast, starting right off, we got fucking Todd. Who who, who might, might be Steve's cutie. This dude either has his shirt with one button or unbuttoned the whole time. Denim okay shirt, it, you know. I, I, I just think he's a honk. He's got that 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 fantastic, magnificent jawline. Yeah, he is. You like said he the, looked like the guy from NCI. He looks like NCIS. a very young Mark Harmon. He looks like him a little bit. He's got the kind of eyes and the and the facial structure. That's who I'm it. thinking of, right? That's the yep. NCIS. You're, guy. you're right. You're right. Yes. You got it. Yep. So, yep. I, he kind of looks like him, I suppose. I'm telling you right now, um, if you were to see a side by side picture, I, I don't know what the actor's so. name is. Do you know what his name is? Do you have it pulled up right now? I do. His name is Brian Matthews. Brian Matthews. Which sounds like a, you know, like, like, a, like an 80s glam metal band member. Yeah. He does sound like a front man to like fucking uh, like White Lion or something. He was a huge Days of Our Lives. Yeah. He, uh, he pretty much didn't do much acting, movie acting, aside from this movie, but he did do a lot of soaps. He was Brother Martin in Days of Our Lives from 85 to 86. Yeah. Um, he was in the, in the Young and the Restless, too, from 83 to 85. Yeah, so. then he was in that, like, Santa Barbara show, which was also a soap. 34 so, episodes from 84 to 93. So he was kind of like a soap guy. And he was in an episode of Murder, She Wrote, so he really made it. He, that, so, that, yeah, that, he, he was, was definitely, like, uh, he was definitely appealing to that, like, 45 stay at home mom stay at home mom which makes sense he's a hunk he's an absolute hunk no he is a hunk and might i say uh, whoever is in where she wrote that is their peak of their career yeah so todd's you know he's a pretty good he's like kind of like the head male counselor i guess you could say and then he's got his honey michelle who is like the head female counselor she's okay she's kind of she reminds me of the kind of girl that you would see in like a 1980s, like how, how to work a Macintosh yeah. um, instructional. Video. I don't know what else her career was, but she seems like she might have done a lot of commercial. Acting. And don't She's think too just, deep into that because yeah. I don't really know what I'm talking, I'm talking about with that. But I, that's what I think she looks like to me. And then we She's get into some of the best characters of the movie. We got Dave, a.k.a. Jason Alexander, a.k.a. George Costanza, who I, and I it has to be mentioned, he is George Costanza. He really he, is. Now I know that he has been no other character in his no, whole career. Jason Alexander, I don't think is ever acting. He's he, just being himself. This proves, it. This in proves that he's not acting. He's just being himself, yeah. which is fantastic. I'm just saying. Yeah. He he does like a very nice effortless comic relief throughout this movie, which I think is nice. Like you don't have like a a dumb stoner making jokes. Like you actually have like. Like, you know, he, he plays a really good, like, just, like, the funny fat friend. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Only he's not quite fat in this movie though. He's, he's really this not. Is, this is pre. He's really not. He's looking good. He's looking. He's got some hair. He's looking pretty trim. Uh, this is eighty-one. Seinfeld wouldn't be on for another eight years, seven years. Uh, eighty-nine was the first episode. So, so. he's young as shit here. Um, after that, you know, we had a potential Steve Cutie right off the bat. We had Sally. I I'm putting my fucking foot down. It's Todd. You're gonna put Todd? Okay. It's Todd this All time. Right. Todd's okay. We got listen. It was never a guarantee that my no, would always be a Sally's asterisk in the notes sheet because I knew that you might you're, you 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 switch on a dime sometimes. I'm you know I'm, you know what, Todd's I'm abs a didn't Todd's abs. You see a lot more of Todd's Todd's abs than Sally shirtless in this movie. I'm a romantic who knows what he likes. You know, but um. So Sally is uh Sally's gorgeous. She, well, she's she the is. love interest of another one of the big players in the game and that is Mr. One Glazer. I wish I had that name Glazer. I mean, just can we sit on that name Glazer for a second? Who was in Spider-Man? Excuse me? And Dances with Wolves. Glazer was in Spider-Man? He sure was, bitch. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man. He's been in so he's been in an SVU Lost Glazer sex Glazer CSI New York Nip Tuck The Closer CSI okay. Cold Case ER He's been in He was in Cradle to the Grave I mean my god what? You can't get any better than that dude With Jet Li? That's the fucking one He was the wrestling promoter In Spider-Man what, what, He was in the Macho Man scene With Peter Parker and Macho? Yeah Oh my god He was god. in ele- 11 episodes Of NYPD Blue dude. Oh my god Okay, Glazer's blade job approved. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. So, uh, yeah. Glazer, Glazer kind of is like the douchey tough guy at camp who's giving Alfred all the shit. He's hooking up. He's he's glazing Sally a little bit. And um he was in Unforgiven. Okay. Enough. Is he the is he the is he Clint's friend who dies? Uh, I don't know, but he was in Cop Rock. You ever heard of Cop Rock? No. That was the 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 failed Stephen Bochco show. It was a cop drama, but with a musical as well. It's a very famous because it lasted like three episodes. That sounds like a Bollywood. Well, movie. I guess not because he was in eleven episodes of it, but it lasted one season. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Gla- well, just talking about Glazer. Well, yeah, I guess so. And how I. kind of he was like a douche stud. Um, he was in Friday the 13th, the series, the TV series, which I didn't know existed until right now. Yeah, it's not that great. He's been in so much shit. I cannot believe this. Is he still alive? Hell yeah, he is. is he Born in 52. Shit? He was in Masters of Sex in 2014. That's his newest, that's his newest thing. Okay. What are, your, what are your thoughts on Glazer? Just... Well, now I think he's fantastic. Well, no, I mean, what are your thoughts on Glazer the Glazer character? Glazer to me is a... Well... Let's talk about... This is a good segue into how problematic this movie is. Now, to be fair, I don't think the movie is actually problematic, but you can consider it problematic because of who created it. Let's just dive right in. This is the first... Yeah, but we haven't really mentioned why it's problematic yet. That we're going to right now. (laughs) So, this is the first really producer slash creator, in his own words. It's the first Miramax movie. It's a little hint. This is this is a movie written by Bob Weinstein and produced created by Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Uh, So take that as you will. And now, as I was saying, Glazer to me seems like a kind of young Harvey Weinstein. Young young Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) And now this is all, of course, you know. Now that we know the truth, although it's probably it's been more or less known for many many years at this point. Almost known to the non Hollywood echelon now. I suppose. Uh, 
Glazer is a um, problematic guy. He's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> That's putting it nicely. He yeah. uh, he doesn't like to take no for an answer. He likes yeah. to do. He's a hothead. Yeah. Especially when he's embarrassed in front of women. Yes. Uh, he likes to manipulate. There's also a character. He likes to gaslight. Um, called Eddie, who does a skinny dip scene. Who's also a little maybe shades of Weinstein as well. There's a few characters who kind of shine, have a little Harvey shine on them. And, uh, it, you know, I'll say it. This whole movie has a lot of Harvey Weinstein. It is. Antics kind of, it is in kind it. of weird to go back and watch because it is such a, it's shocking cult classic, but I mean, there's I, a lot of borderline almost rape in this movie. Yeah. Well, there's a More lot of just think. like, uh, there's just a lot of, which it's it's hard to say. There's just like a lot of uh, just like f- teenage boys forcing themselves onto women, but I feel like at the same time that's you can't necessarily just point that at Harvey Weinstein movies of the time. I mean, you can look at a lot of well just he's... National Lampoon movies of the time as well. I mean, and, well, yeah, and Harvey so, Weinstein's I mean, made some of the best movies in the past like three, thirty, forty years. But it so. is it is kind of funny to look at this and just filter it through like, oh, Harvey Weinstein definitely wrote that scene. So we were just having some fun with that as we were watching because, like, yeah, like when fucking Eddie's in the lake and he's like. He's trying to make out with, I think her name's Karen, yeah, the girl, and she's not having it, and he just fucking, like, dunks her and just, like, splashes her and says, fuck you and get her out of here. I definitely feel like that's, like, literally happened to Harvey Weinstein, you know? It is just funny how, I mean, again, these are all, like, you know, I, I don't think the term is confirmation bias, but, like, you wouldn't know unless you knew what you do. You only yeah. think that because you know it now, um, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like, and then like even Glazer after he uh, glazes all over Sally, and uh, and then is kind of a dick about it after. Even yeah, at, Jesus, yeah, and, and Sally's just roasting his ass. And yeah, yeah, kudos to the women in this movie for putting these guys in their place. They, they did yeah. that very often. I thought that was one of the best scenes is when Glazer busted early. And then Sally just kind of roasted him. Roasted like shit. Ro- They're like in ruthless. the sleeping bag on top of each other. And ruthless. she's just fucking flexing and like just talking shit to Glazer's face. And he's like really embarrassed. But I like to think that that was kind of a Weinstein-esque moment of uh, a little premature. I feel like Harvey Weinstein definitely, that happened to him quite a bit. I don't know if it happened at, you think he went to summer camp and did all this shit? Harvey Weinstein? I feel like he was definitely, well, considering like, considering his brother wrote this movie, I feel like they have, you know, right what you know. That's what they always say, That's right true. what you know. I don't know much about Bob Bob Weinstein. Yeah, the question is always, like, was he, is he as sleazy as his brother? Um, right. And my first instinct is to say, yeah, but obviously it's unfair to really it's, make that He's kind of sleazy by proxy. Exactly. Because he probably but, knew. Well, that's the thing. Like, is, did he was know? he actually doing acts? Who knows? But yeah, he, so. the fact that he knew and then, yeah. But anyway, this movie speaks for itself. Yeah. So, yes, you could look at this movie as just a, a prelude to what was to come for the Weinsteins. Or... You could look at it for a prime example of some of Tom Savini's best work. Let's get it, into this it, gore. It, it, it is both a conduit through which Harvey Weinstein can live out his fantasies and also a fantastic showcase of what yes. Tom Savini can do with special effects. Let's, practical effects. Let's break this gore down. 
We oh, saw, we, yeah. ca- we already kind of told you. So there was the hooker kill in the first scene. Kind of sets the tone. It's pretty gory. Um, and then there's actually not much gore until they take that canoe trip we talked about later in the film. And the first kill is actually Karen, who we just mentioned was, was with uh, the Harvey Weinstein surrogate Eddie in the in the lake <laughs> who did not want to make out. No. So she didn't make out with him, and then she runs into the woods, grabbed by pro- <sighs> Cropsy. Pro- grabbed by Prox, is that what you're about to say? <laughs> yeah. And then had her throat slashed. So we have two. Th- I two love a good throat. Pretty slit. good throat slash. I love right it, away. Man. That's my favorite kind of death in a movie. Is a good throat slash. You know, you know, you know what movie did an amazing throat slash is High Tension. Yeah. Also directed by Alexander Aja, who did Crawl. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Um. That's that is a great because that sounds like like ripping leather when you, oh it's so good I'll never forget that anyway. I will tell we'll get to my my favorite kill in a minute here okay. um it's because uh, after that throat slit from Karen um it kind of starts ramping up and everybody well, kind yeah. of is looking for <laughs> Karen you know after she gets her throat slit this the morning after everyone's looking for her all the canoes are gone so what do they do they make a raft out of wood to go look for the canoes. Which I somehow missed. I don't know how I missed that, but I did. Well, they make it really fast. Okay, (laughs) that explains it. And then they send them out, and then they're going down the river. You know, (laughs) fucking Huck Finn in it, doing Tom Sawyer (laughs) down the river. Not not the song. Today's no, it's not. It's not the song. Y Y Z. And I'm and I'm losing. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it is Tom Sawyer. But it's uh, yesterday's warrior. Enter the warrior. Today's Tom Sawyer. That's right. That's what I was trying to figure out. Confirmed. In my head. But what do they come upon in the river but one lonely canoe? And as they approach... Cropsy's on it. Cropsy, isn't it? ASMR Cropsy. And we then get what I call in the notes, Raft Massacre. It is an actual massacre, and it's got one of my actually favorite kills in the movie. This is my, my favorite kills, too. Please tell me what your favorite kill this is. So, Cropsy, well, let's kind of go through the, the sequence. Like, Cropsy pops up. There's a lot going on. He immediately slashes somebody. Like, I think he, we get, like, a neck uh, face slash. Mm-hmm. And then we get a the guy who was approaching Cropsy, the guy right in the front of the raft, holds his hands up. And we get the finger cut with the, we actually get a lop with the garden shears, like a big lop. They get sheared off. And we see the fingers fly off. And the blood spurting out of the nubs. Very well and done. We see blood. And these are all everywhere. quick cuts to kind of yeah, mask. It's obviously cuts. dummy work and all that. But um, and then we see Eddie, rapist Eddie, or attempted rapist Eddie. We sh- you know he didn't actually rape. <laughs> Credit where credits due. It's an attempted he rape. Attempted rape. He gets. It's not my favorite kill of the time, but it's a good one where the the shears go right through his throat. Yeah, I like that. Was that gonna was that gonna be your favorite? No. Okay, so we, we might have the same. My favorite, favorite is then there's just a screaming girl the entire yep. time on the back of the raft. That's it. And Cropsy just like swings the shear and just like right like in the forehead, like slashes her forehead, but it's not like a blade job. No, but it, it is like the blade job to end all blade. It's jobs. like a blade job, but like it's like, it's hard to describe. Like it's like it goes through the skull. He he's like he's like cutting her like a Chelsea grin right in her fucking forehead. Like you see like the 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 way that I don't know how they did this effect, but like you can see like 
like the like the gap where like her skull is open and that's so good it's really good and it's just like such a quick cut just like a lop it's my i think it's one of my favorite kill in the movie because it's like it's weirdly so viscerally realistic that it, it like it looks like how, it's it's just so jagged and not perfect i'm wondering if they did just smack like a model you know or like a like a dummy you know just with an actual blade to see how it looked because it looks so unnatural and almost real it all happened so quick too but it is glorious but it is a great kill um and that's pretty much the raft massacre all of this happens in the course of maybe 30 seconds yeah it's pretty quick it's like five deaths in the movie yeah like it's pretty, pretty big characters you know? it's pretty like big it's, yeah i mean yeah like i said we they, this they, is very much an ensemble piece but they kill are. off um you know kind of alfred's two friends i think it's like the one kid who gets his fingers cut his name's woodstock mm-hmm. and there's like a lanky kid who gets slashed and then obviously uh rapey eddie gets uh stabbed through the neck which i actually saw behind the scenes thing you know how they did that steve they i saw like a tom savini youtube video where they um they actually remember he's like laying on his back Mm -hmm. and they stab it through his neck yeah they actually shot that with like a board yeah, and they had just his head and, sticking and they out. Stick his head out, and they put yeah. a model on. Absolutely, you can, they, you can see, to be fair, it's not. It's pretty. You can notice yeah. it pretty easily, but it's a quick. It cut. looked good though, because it's such a quick cut as well. It is, yeah. But you know, they stab him, and there's just like, I mean, this whole. Every, we should be saying too, all of these kills. There is like, insane amounts of blood, buckets of it. Even just the hooker kill and Karen getting her throat slit, lots of blood on all of these. It does linger on like the throat slits, which yeah. I I like that linger as long as you want. Also, some good nudity in this movie, as we know. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, we, we should say I, this. I don't know if we've had one of these um, since I, the last one I can think of was maybe the other hell way back in the archives. But we had a very rare uh, blade job bush scene. Karen, she wasn't afraid to take it off, and she took it off. We we got yeah two. I mean, this is a, uh, you know, this is uh, a camp, 80s camp slasher, so yeah. nudity is kind of, you know, part of the part of the deal you get. It was, I, actually, I thought we got, uh, in Street, and I'm thinking back now, Street Trash, we had um, Man and Woman Bush. What was the one that we watched that had a lot of the dick? Was that, That um, was Street Trash. Was that really? Street Trash, they cut the dick off. Okay, that was Street Trash, okay. <laughs> that movie fucking kicked ass, that movie was so good. But the first scene in Street Trash, they break into that like uh, those dudes' apartment, and you see a man and woman run down the stairs with full Bush. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. So, I guess it doesn't been that long since we've seen Bush, but we had Bush in this movie, so, you know, we need to note that, because I know that so there's some cool listeners man. out there who only want movies with Bush, so this one's for you. But, so, um, yeah, just some, I mean, just to kind of wrap some stuff up here. I mean, that's a lot of the, pretty much a lot of the gore. Yeah, I think the last, the last two big gores is the Sally Glazer kills, where Sally gets killed, um, kind of off camera, you don't really see it, but Glazer has a good kill where Cropsy stabs him in the chest, and then kind of, you have like a POV view of Cropsy going through the woods with Glazer on the that's end right. of the, um, the shears, shears yeah. and then stabs him into a tree. Again, extremely, extremely just a lot of blood, very visceral. An appropriate amount of blood. Glazer is just like stuck to a tree, kind of choking and getting stabbed. And it's it's pretty pretty good kill. And And he kind of had it coming because he was kind of a dick the whole movie. 
And this is kind of like an inherently spoiler-filled podcast. You don't really care about, oh, you know? yeah. Because Cropsey's death himself is pretty good, too. Cropsey's death, the final death of the movie. Goes full circle. Um, well, at the end, you, you learn that Todd kind of, like, was one of the children who burned Cropsey uh, five or ten years prior. So Todd is now having his face off with Cropsey. Alfred's there. A couple good jump scares when once you get to actually see Cropsey's burnt face. Yeah, which, which is, is pretty, which is great makeup work. Pretty too. fun, yeah. So Savini doing work. the mask work for Cropsey's face is really good. Very good. And then um, the actual killing of Cropsey, where Todd swings that axe, puts a nice big you know cut right. Yeah. He chops his face pretty much in half. Yeah, so you get um, again that. a quick cut, but man, it's, it's it's effective as hell. It's a good it's a good chop, and you do see enough to get the point across. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the takeaway from this movie is that this is like another just kind of classic example of how good Tom Savini really how on top of his game he was back it, in the in late seventies, early eighties. In fact, he actually said no to another movie to do this one. Yes. He he had done Friday the thirteenth proper, you know, a, a year before this and, and was asked to come do Friday the thirteenth part two, which he declined and did this movie instead. And he wouldn't God go bless. back to Friday the thirteenth until I believe part four, which is maybe the best one. Just go out Which is why Tom Savini, he's not a blade jobber of the week. He is an honorary. He's a no, blade jobber. No, Tom Savini, I mean, he is a blade jobber. He is... He's in the pantheon. Oh, my. Us. He is up there. He, he is like... He, he is like a blade job grandfather to us. He's he's like he's like a Mick Foley to us. I mean, he's a blade job daddy. It's yeah. true. Um, so, I mean, what else is there really to cover here? I mean, we got the cropsy to the axe head. We talk about Sally roasting Glazer about his weak sex game we did that was good um i mean i, th- I mean todd I puts fake cropsy in a full nelson yeah that was another little wrestling move they do have a little fake cropsy scare jump scare um over a campfire and todd again todd solidifying himself as steve's cutie pulls a wrestling move on the fake cropsy which is eddie in disguise i like to think that that was a that was a complete nod to us our show yeah. overall to the past um Confirmed like we cutie. said uh you could you could kind of watch some of this and kind of make jokes about some of the dialogue and writing because of the weinstein stuff that came from it but to be fair i mean a lot of this is 80s just 80s yes, culture that is alone. also you could look at a lot of movies of this time and say that there there's a lot of not politically correct movies of the time there's but a lot of not, not there's a lot of um hazy consensuality going on and is that a word consensuality Oh, Cons- it is now. It Cons- is now. There's a lot of hazy, consensual acts being done in these kind of 80s teen movies. So It's an aggressive movie. Yeah. So the fact that it's a Harvey Weinstein movie doesn't necessarily, you know, th- this stuff is not exclusive to Harvey Weinstein no. of this time. It is a nice, fine cocktail of all that. Yeah. And, um... And that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, like I said, like this is uh this is one of uh this is it's used, I would say definitely go out of your way to watch this. I think it's a great companion with Friday the Thirteenth. I don't think it's I don't think you have to choose between them. They're two very different movies. Where Friday the Thirteenth definitely is more atmosphere driven. This one's definitely more special effects driven. Um, and that's kind of what I'm more into is the special effects of these and the gore and the how they did all that so 
And if I can add, this is a very like Harvey Weinstein movie. But Whoa. to be to be fair, oh, yeah. these characters that suck a lot and they're aggressive, they do get murdered viciously. It's pretty cathartic. So yeah. if if the idea of it being a Weinstein through and through production, even more than usual, uh, take pleasure in, in the fact that, that is true. This is one of the few movies are, uh, where almost everybody who deserves to get it kind of gets it. Maybe I mean, Karen and Sally didn't deserve it. Yeah, it's but uh, they did you know, spoils of war. You know, like yeah, that's what happens. But I mean, like the all the most of the main antagonists, or I'm sorry, protagonists live. You know. Dave, Jason Alexander's character, lives. Like, the comic relief lives. I wonder if they knew that he was going to be super super successful, get that syndicated uh, no, no, they, Seinfeld They probably thought so Todd not. was. True. Well, if you talk about... I mean, they're <laughs> like, hey, we saw this guy in freaking, you know, all these soap operas and stuff. So, so like we said, we're going to kind of be covering more of these movies. Um, like, more uh, definitive, what I would call a Blade Job essential movie. This is... This heavy is, hitters. This is a Blade Job approved movie, no doubt. Oh hell but yeah! But I would say this is almost an essential for the blade job genre that we're building now. Of of uh, and even uh, Todd gave us a little blade ski in there too. He did. He uh, did. He gets a he gets a cut to the head. Yeah. Nothing major. Not quite the forehead. No, it was not the, the forehead. Like literal, like rip severing, hair. severing. Yeah. Um, no, it was just a little cause of blade job. It was kind of a yeah. not a wink and it a nod. It was literally. He looked like it was, he almost looked like flare coming out of it. You can get a little crimson mask. Yeah, he had so, a yeah, little, just like a little drip. So like, again, a, big... a nice nod to us. I appreciate the movie for doing that. Yeah. It's uh, good shit. So with so, that, I think we can probably much wrap this up. Yeah, so let us know um, what you think about going back and forth between these wrestling topics and movie topics. I mean, you know, we're trying to do it all. I mean, give us your thoughts, but I yeah. kind of like what we're doing. So. We're doing, yeah, we're doing the Blade Job Essential matches, and we're doing Blade Job Essential movies. Um, anything that's got a little blood in it, we'll be covering it. And as as always, please, if you have any suggestions for anything that you happen to like, you know that you think we haven't really talked about yet, um, Blade Job Podcast on Twitter uh, at Blade Job mm-hmm. Podcast. We're on Facebook. Look for us. Um, you know, and if you, if you go to bladejob.pinecast.co, you can get to our website. Scroll down to the bottom. There's a kind of a it's outdated now because Ryan's gone, but it's got all of our social medias and all that. So hit us up. Yep, and uh, you know, give us a review on iTunes. It'd be really nice. We're we are a five star podcast. Um, yeah, not we, one. Leave us know. a five star rating. Uh, write a review if you want. Unless um, it's a bad one, you know. But no, I'll take the bad ones too. We're we are uh, we're humble boys here. So, and listen, we are very very excited to to hopefully see some good people. Yeah, come by. I'm Introduce very excited yourself. Like we said, the live show, the 24th, we'll be talking more about it every episode. We got, we'll got we have a few leading up to this, covering you know, a bunch of stuff. Come say hi. It'll be a more um, interactive show. You know, yeah, I'll we don't sure really know it. what we're going to do yet. We might do – we have to kind of see what the technology warrants us for the show, but we might try and do a watch-along, which would be kind of fun. We might just watch something and kind of cover it like and do like a typical episode like we do that you're listening to right now. We might – who knows what we're gonna do? We gotta and listen. We're, we're listen, gonna figure it out. Listen, I, listen. Uh, you know, po- podcast listener to podcast listener. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put the mic up closer to be intimate. Ooh. I know that a lot of people don't like live shows. I myself tend to skip them. But listen, uh, this is gonna be a good one. Well, the live. And if you're listening to, if you're not gonna attend the show and you're just gonna be listening to this down the line, the live show will just be like 
this, but you might have some background noise of people laughing at us live. You might get to hear my farts that happen. Might. I mean, I'm not going to really... This is no holds barred, you know? So. Yeah. So, but yeah, stay tuned. We'll have more info. Leave a review. Like I said, too, if you're a local artist or not a local artist, if you're just an artist in general who's listening, we'd love to collab in some way. Uh, hit us up on any of the social media that Steve mentioned earlier. Um, there's a plethora of wrestling horror crossover merch that's waiting to be tapped into and we don't know how to fucking draw no we need somebody who knows what they're doing shit um there's definitely some cool t-shirts stickers pins whatever opportunities we just need somebody who's a little more artistic than us i'll pay like five bucks you know yeah we'll get you in (laughs) i'll pay you it's like five bucks or so let us know we'd love to collab with anybody um but yeah thanks i hope you guys enjoyed this Good summer camp episode. Summertime vibes are flowing. That's true. So drink a Corona in my name. Also, you know, as as always, we love you very much. Yeah, thanks for listening. We've uh, we've been doing good. We've been having some good numbers. Uh, thank you for well, sticking we, we, with we, us. We can get them up though for sure. We can get them. Up. They're not that great. We can get tell them your more. friends. Tell your friends. Tell we your weird you friends because <laughs> chances are you have weird friends just like we do. So Hell yeah. Goodbye. All right. Thanks. Bye bye.